This episode is part one of a three-part series on resetting our lives that goes along with our November 2020 sermon series called Reset. In this podcast, Pastor George Reynolds gives us an overview of the process we can use to reset our lives. Welcome to the Linglestown Life Podcast, where our community seeks to love God and love others. Here you'll find timely teachings and encouraging devotionals to help you deepen your faith. How fast does God walk? Hi, I'm George Reynolds, the lead pastor here at Linglestown Life, and I want to thank you for joining me on the Linglestown Life podcast. The late Japanese theologian Kosuku Koyama answers that question, how fast does God walk, in a book that bears the answer in the title. I'm going to answer the question, how fast does God walk, at the end of our time together. But I want to thank you for joining me on this first of a three-part conversation on developing a plan for how to reset your life. As we journey through this together in these remarkable times, all of us realize we need to hit the reset button on our life. You know, hitting the reset button is not so much about going back and starting over or even erasing what we've learned so as to start with a clean slate as, as much as this is a time for reassessing our value for our life reassessing what we value in our life. Now, today, we're going to get an overview of one of the processes that's available to reset our lives. Next week, we're going to spend some time looking at the elements that make up the process. And then in the third week, we're we're going to walk through the whole process and assist you in developing a plan for resetting your life. So let's start with the problem. Rich Villados, the pastor of New Life Fellowship Church in New York City and the author of the new book, The Deeply Formed Life, says this, We are enslaved to a culture of speed, superficiality, and distraction. Let me read that one more time. We are enslaved to a culture of speed, superficiality, and distraction. Rich points out what we all know. The speed at which we live life prevents us from being present to God, present to others, and ultimately present to ourselves. The problem of our frenetic pace is that our relationship with God, our relationship with others, even our own relationship with ourselves, oftentimes gets pushed aside. And because we are regularly being formed by the pace, the noise, and the values of our surrounding world, we need to reset our lives. And I believe that is what the Apostle Paul was getting at when he wrote to the disciples of Jesus in Rome. Uh, Listen to how the message translation puts the problem of our being squeezed by the world. Paul writes, So here's what I want you to do, God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, 
and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for Him. Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what He wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you, developing well-formed maturity in you. You see, what we want in our relationship with God, others, and ourselves is a well-formed maturity. And while we could just hope that we mature while moving chronologically in life, the reality is that maturity requires a plan, a process that takes us from where we are to where God wants us to be. And that's why the process of resetting our lives requires more than hopes, but it requires a lifeline to get us from point A to point B. There was a time, uh, there probably still is a time, when farmers in the Midwest have for many years experienced blinding blizzards. The blizzards are so severe that at times a, a farmer cannot even see the end of his hand. So farmers would prepare for the blizzard by tying a rope from the back door of their house out to the barn. The rope was a guide, a guide that would assure them of safety from going out and returning. Now, the problem was many farmers used to freeze to death during blizzards because of the storm's disorientation. They would sometimes begin to wander in circles without the aid of a rope to guide them. And some farmers literally froze to death within feet of their own back door, not ever knowing how close they were to safety. Well, for many of us, the pace of life is like a blizzard that blinds us to where we are and without a lifeline traps us from a place of life-giving safety. I know it's true in my own life, and it's probably true in yours as well. We are wandering amidst the blizzards of life and have lost our way spiritually, relationally, and interpersonally. So let me ask you a couple questions. Some things that you can think about. So just consider, are, are you personally prepared for your reset? Think about these three questions. Uh, what is the nature of your blizzard at this time? What's the nature of your blizzard at this time? I mean, what's swirling around you, disorienting your life? The second question, what contributes to your blizzard? What does it look like? What does it feel like? You know, there are a lot of things that, that, that cause that disorientation, cause that, that fast, uh, wicked wind that blows through our lives. Number three, what does the blizzard obscure? What does the blizzard obscure? I mean, there are a lot of good things in life that we could pursue, but too often times, the blizzard 
maybe even the speed of life, obscures those things. And when that happens, what gets lost? Here's a fourth question, too, for you to think about. Now, when you think about a rope, uh, as you think about this rope going from the house to the barn, when you think about a rope in, in this kind of a case, what, what keeps you connected to God and to others and to self, when you think about a rope that connects you to God, to others, and yourself, I want you to notice something about every rope there is. That rope is actually made up of a series of smaller intertwined threads. You see, in, in light of your life at this time, Think about this. What threads do you want to make up that rope that connect you to God, to others, and to yourself? Well, as we think about that lifeline, that, that lifeline that connects us, or more appropriately, those smaller threads, I want you to understand that this reset is about more than just behavior modification. This is a process in which we must engage in more than just surface activity, but we need to transform our whole self, not just what appears on the outside, but what also appears on the inside. Now, one of the effects of our busyness and lack of intentionality is that we are often left unfocused, distracted, and adrift. Few of us have a, a conscious plan for intentionally transforming our lives. And that's why I think we need to walk through this process of reset. We need an intentional, conscious plan to slow down, focus, and evaluate what's at the center of everything we do. So, as we desire to be present to God, present to others, and ultimately present to ourselves, we're going to walk through several ways of making that happen. As I said earlier, our problem is that we are moving at such a frenetic pace that we push aside our relationships with God and others and ourselves. As Paul reminded us in Romans 12, we need, we need to place our entire life, not just a portion like work and home and faith, but we need to put our entire life before God and allow God to develop a well-formed maturity in us. So I told you I'd answer the question about how fast God walks. Well, have you thought about the answer? Do you have any idea how fast God walks? Now, before I give you the answer, let me just connect that, that question back to how fast we move through our everyday life. See, we are moving so fast that we cannot main con maintain contact with others, with ourselves, or with God. So when I tell you how fast God walks, I want you to think also about how fast other people are walking in your life. Okay, so Dr. Koyama in his book was conveying that if we want to connect with God, and as I said, with anyone else or with ourselves, Dr. Koyama says we'd be wise to travel at God's speed. Now, if you think about it for a moment, 
God is not in a rush. We may be, but God is not in a rush. God has all the time in the world. So how fast does God walk? Well, Dr. Koyama says God walks about three miles an hour. That, he says, is on average how fast human beings walk. And it is in just such an ambling, unhurried, and leisurely moments that we encounter God. N.T. Wright says the same thing. He says, quote, It is only when we slow down our lives that we can catch up to God. Did you hear that? It is only when we slow down our lives that we can catch up to God. So, folks, if we're going to reset, if we're going to evaluate what we value in life, if we're going to live more purposefully and build strong relationships, what is it that we need to do, do more than anything else? We need to slow down. As Dallas Willard said, hurry is the great enemy of, spir of spiritual life in our day. And, and I think Dallas would probably agree that hurry is the great enemy of life in general. So, I want you to join me next week as we talk about some specific ways that we can reset our lives by finding a new rhythm for our everyday life. I'll look forward to talking with you again then. For joining us on the Lingolstown Life podcast. If this message was meaningful to you, we hope that you will leave a review and share it with others. If you want to know more about our church or would like to attend a service or community event, find out more at www.lingolstownlife.org. God bless you and may you go forth to love God and love others.